Hi, I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. And I'm Dr. Jose Lugo Santiago. Welcome to Leaders and Futures. Let us have a new kind of conversation, one about leading as futures emerge, are yet to happen, or plainly need to be reimagined. Someone has said that the best way to predict the future is to create it. Although it's impossible to predict the future, one thing is certain, you must lead in it. It's time to think differently about leading. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Let's get started with today's discussion on leaders and futures. Lugo, time is flying, man. I don't know about you, but uh, I feel like I'm getting older. I don't understand that. That is, a, I, I would think you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> be, be, uh, I hope you're willing to say that more often today in our episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, uh, it is inevitable. Is the the thing, but I would like to say that as as the years pass, that we are enjoying those years, right? Because yeah. they could go through very quickly, and us not enjoying, uh, you know, the moments. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny, but because when we're young, we can hardly wait to be, be older, and when you get to be, well, at least my age, I, I wish I would it would stop, you know, and it ain't gonna happen. It's gonna continue on. So, anyway, <laughs> good to see you again. I uh, hope you had a good week last week. Yes, thank you. Yeah, very, very good week. Uh, just had uh, had some friends who, uh, actually a good friend who graduated his, uh, well, he retired from the military and he went to uh, a ceremony to where his son was graduating also as a security policeman. And, uh, and obviously, we're talking about air power and those, you know, he was, my friend was a security uh, policeman and now his son is doing that. And so he was pinning his badge. I was just looking at some pictures of that. And I was thinking, you know, this is, this is awesome. It you is. know, so uh, yeah, is. air power. And that's H E I R power. That's correct. So that we can develop a I R power. So, um, well, and that's a good thing that those things happen, Lugo. But when they do, it's like I have a, a um, she just graduated to, uh, last year, a second lieutenant who I met when she was born. Mm -hmm. And now she's a second lieutenant. And I'm thinking, what happened, you know, for 20 years ago? It's just flew by too quickly. So, uh, yeah, we, we should cherish all of those moments. Uh, speaking of moments, a few weeks ago, I mentioned something about uh, uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. And you mm -hmm. said that you had never heard that term until you came to the states from Puerto Rico, your your homeland. Yeah. And uh, and I, you know, that what three or four minutes, so that's three or four weeks ago that you mentioned it, and it's been in my mind and in my mm -hmm. heart that the, this Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, and you know, I write a lot, so I'm on all kinds of social media uh, uh, platforms, but I always post this I, this thought about Hispanic heritage because that's my heritage, your heritage, mm -hmm. and, um, and the importance of inclu including different nationalities, different uh, cultures, because that makes us who we are. And, uh, you know, we, we don't want to get too, too deep into this, but uh, as we talk about leading, as we talk about futures, as we talked about yesterday, if we don't include you in this process of developing our purpose of developing the futures that we're uh, considering, you're, you're not going to uh, support us. You're not going to follow us. You know, it's just the way uh, Stephen Covey uh, taught me, I think probably you that uh, no involvement, no commitment. 
Mm-hmm. If you don't ask people, what do you think? And that, I think, is a hugely powerful question as a leader. What do you think? Of course, you got to listen. If you don't listen, then you just might as, not, might as well not have asked the question. But what do you think as we develop this future, as we develop this purpose, as we develop this team? I think that's important. And we, as a leader, have to include everyone. And, this, and I think the hardest part is the ones you don't like. I don't like mm. that guy. Lincoln said that. I don't like that guy. I need to get uh, to know him better. Uh, that's powerful. What, what do you think? It, uh, including inclusion in the sense of we're building this team. We need everyone and everyone's mm-hmm. diversity of thought, not ethnicity, ethnicity necessarily, but the diversity of thought, because all of these thoughts are going to come combine to be become our future, our purpose, or our futures, mm-hmm. so there's plural, and our purpose. What do you think? Well, you know, uh, so true. True that uh, collective futures uh, tend to be, collective futures tend to be, we in, tend to be happier in collective futures, meaning uh, we feel like we are part of something great. We want to be part of that. You can also find yourselves in, you know, as part of something that is not so great. And that's also a collective future, right? And you can all, and then everything in between, because there is a spectrum through all of those things. And and there's also the point that everyone makes the decision to be part of that future or not to be part of it. And we, you mentioned the word inclusivity. I, and you mentioned uh, me coming, you know, when I was born and born and raised in Puerto Rico, which to tell, so we are, a U.S. territory, right? And so, but you know, uh, when I was growing up, I just did not remember seeing all these things. So yes, like, like you mentioned, when I came to the United States, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm something different. I'm Puerto Rican or, or whatever. And, and through all my years of leadership, even till today, I I would say I never focused on on that. What I What I focus is to make sure that I have the right people around me and that is for me inclusivity. It, it that is more uh, that is more powerful than anything else because what I want is to have somebody, you know, to, all of us should be able to see parts of the things that I don't see. Uh, one of uh, so one of my books, right, uh, is called uh, is uh, leadership. It's it's actually a, a futures thinking model in regards to smart cities, and I talk about how leaders. Uh, envision the future. And we also talk about how, you know, nine leadership practices in strategic foresight. One of the things that I, that I use in there is a tool called FATE, Future Acquisition Intelligence Tool, Futures Acquisition Intelligence Tool. And, and what I ask for leaders to do, great leaders will use four perspectives to the future why? Because I do not have all perspectives. I know what I know, right? So if you think about the Joe Harris window, uh, when you think about leadership, there are things that you know that others do not know. And so that's a perspective. But I cannot live there and thinking I'm going to be great because I'm not going to be great because there are too many things that others know that I don't know and I need that perspective. But you see, that's not enough. So now I have one perspective. I know, and you don't. You know, there are things I know that you don't. And then I have the other perspective from the followers or the people around me or my leader. 
and that is that they know something in futures and uh, emerging uh, collective visions of the future that I don't know, that I have not seen, that they're not open to me. And then there's also this perspective of what I call the open future. All You and me know these things, and these visions of the future or the futures that are emerging are very clear to all of us. So that's three perspectives. And then this, uh, there's this other perspective that is very uncertain. And that is that there are things out there that I that I don't know and you don't know. And that's what we call the blind or the closed future. And so for me, when I'm thinking about leading and being an effective leader, I need to have all these windows of, of opportunity. I have to be able to see to, through all of them. Obviously, this other one, this fourth one, we, we, you and I can see it because that is the closed future. But we have, between all of our three perspectives that are clear about what we can see about the future, we can see parts of that closed future. And we can maybe also, based on the things that we know, we can say, well, these things could happen. And these things that could happen, these are the most likely to happen within so many years. And based on that, then we together form uh, and a an agreement as to where we want to be. And, so, and this is a choice, right? People will decide to be part of this or not. And so then we lead, we lead right, to wherever we need to go. And, but I'm not going to be able to do that analysis without understanding that I need to include other people. Not necessarily has to do with where did you come from, whatever. But all those things are important because uh, the, our experiences has allowed us to be exposed to things that others have not. And I think that's the, the, the powerful part of being able to be together, different but united to pursue a particular you know, future that we believe we're going to be better off when we are together than when we are all by ourselves. And as you're uh, ex describing this stuff, Google, to some degree, if, I, if I'm trying to soak it all in, it's overwhelming. Man, that's a lot of information. That's a lot of people that I'm uh, somehow going to have to, uh, uh, their brains, you know, get into their brains and even their hearts and their hands. But uh, especially for a young uh, leader or a new leader, doesn't have to be young, a new leader, as overwhelming as this may seem, do your best. You're not going to get 25% right. out of this and 25% out of everybody. You're not going to because you're human. But the more you can do this, the better you're going to be. And it may not be a lot, especially at the beginning, you know, when you're you're just starting to do this. But I I, I agree with you 100 percent. And and this this works when you do all this. It'll work. It'll make you a better leader. But don't expect because a lot of I, in our culture, Lugo, it's like the American Idol culture. One day we go up on the stage and then we're a star the next day. That doesn't work. Mm -hmm. the le leading isn't going to be that way, you know, because uh, I think. You know, and you know that I taught and I still teach a little bit at the Air Force Academy. Those youngsters think that in four years they're going to be, uh, no kidding, an, an excellent leader. No, 
we're going to give you the tools for four years. And then day one, when you, as a second lieutenant, when you walk into the office, hopefully you'll find somebody that will help you and guide you so that you can apply that stuff and really start your, your uh, journey toward becoming a good leader. But, uh, you know, a lot of people, and especially if they get promoted to, quote, leader, you know, the plaque on the door that says, here he is, the leader, here she is, the leader. Ah, that doesn't work that way. Uh, that's probably maybe a manager, you know. Yeah, somebody can uh, point you as a manager. But anyway, we said this plenty of times. If you don't have people following you, by definition, you're not a leader. And that takes, mm -hmm. I'm glad you're uh, agreeing with me that it takes experience. <laughs> Thank you for agreeing with me because I, I oh, appreciate I see. that. <laughs> it takes a lot of things, right? <laughs> it takes a lot of things. Uh, so I was reading, uh, you know, a, a, the Apostle Paul writing a letter to the Corinthians uh, and obviously the, the city of Corinth and right thousands of years ago. And this wisdom is, is it transcend time. But he said, he said, he said that I plant the seed others uh, water and then others, you know, reap the fruits, right? Or some, and, and I'm thinking, when you, you think about what we do as as leaders and you mentioned uh, about the it is overwhelming and I can just do my best. And that is exactly what needs to happen. Every single one of us should be able to do the best that we can, because the best that we can, it, you know, it just launches the next person to do better and the next person to do better. So I plant the seed. I will have the honor, right, uh, to, to uh, you know, the, the blessing to to plant the seed, you know, plow the terrain with others, right? I guess, and then others go and, and water the, the terrain for whatever we're doing, right? We, we may be building a new organization and and the, the, the people who have the hardest time sometimes are those people who start everything, right? Because they have to break China, uh, China, you know, as people say, right? You gotta, you know, you hear they crash, right? Right, because uh, because they have to break the organization in particular ways, transform systems, and that is a very difficult change. So many organizations can take that. And so it has to be done. So so you break, you know, you plow, and then the next level organization, next level leaders are, you know, uh, putting things together, watering, then other people come. And because these people at the beginning were able to do these things, they, they were not able to finish the job because all of us have some kind of expiration date. And so now the next person comes, so the next team comes and they are doing the same thing. And but then somebody else is going to, you know, uh, you know, uh, collect the fruits. When we were uh, building, we were, uh, you know, we had the mandate, the uh, the uh, base uh, reorganization act, right? We call it the the BRAC, uh, a mandated Congress mandated. They we consolidated uh, mission support functions or installation functions that are similar on installations. And military installations that are close to each other and so so we had to put those things together and and we did that and i tell you we it's a leadership team we did that several times and and it was a ton of work and i remember 
uh, one of our one of our team leaders, he uh, he, he said to all of us, uh, we celebrated our first year. We were now uh, initial operational capability. That means we were able to begin to stand up a new organization based on the mandate, and it was semi-working. It needed a lot of calibration, but it was working. And one of the things that this leader said, he said, you know, I feel that we are planting trees, you know, and, and we just planting trees everywhere. We're thinking this through, but we're not going to be the recipients of the shade and, and the benefits. That's going to be somebody else. And that's exactly what happens, right? We think through all of those things and somebody else, we do the best so others could do even better. Yeah. But that's, I want to say, and maybe I'm wrong, I, I doubt it, but that's a, a tough- You doubt it? I doubt it. <laughs> that's a tough, <laughs> tough concept that, well, you know, how long does it take a tree to grow to 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 become a tree? Yeah. Years. Sure. It takes years. And, right. and you sometimes don't realize or, or, or can't, don't see the fruits of your benefit for right. years. But, and you know, this has happened to you, Lugo, it happens to me and I'm humbled by it. When someone comes up to me and says, you know, chief, thank you so much because what you did for me helped me to become who I am now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sure. And usually it's not much more than being a catalyst. Really. I, I say something, I do something that gets them going in the right direction, but, uh, but still it makes you feel good. And I think that's really the benefit of leading. You know, if you're, if you're thinking that you, if you want, you're going to make money as a leader, well, I guess maybe some people do, but the, the real value is in helping others in helping them become better, in helping us all to become better. But that's, what, I don't know that, especially when you start out, I don't know that people think that, you know, because that, you know, it takes years, probably decades before you get to that point. Yeah, it takes, well, you see, and, and that is it, is, it is correct. If you think about it, it takes time. Everybody has a seat. So all of a sudden, this, you intervene, you're in the right place at the right time, you're the right leader at the right time, and 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 so you do some things that produce a tremendous impact. Was it because of you? If you are not humble, you would think like, oh, look at me. You know, I'm such a great leader. I did this. No, you were, I mean, that was the product of a lot of years. People working, who knows, maybe in this person, maybe it was a, a, a difficult person, a, a leader that was being born, right? Being forged. And then all of a sudden, there's just a ton of people working with this person. Now you are there focused on the right things, right? Not on, oh, I don't like this person. Oh, this person wears a red pullover. I don't like red. No, you are focused on your mission. You're, you're, you're focused on purpose. Why are we doing this? And so based on that, your attitude is very different. And you are able to just polish what other people have been working in, and now that now we see the diamond, right? You you apply the right pressure and everything. And now we see the diamond because it was a process that took many years, and so that's why we we just cannot discard because all of us have our season. And that's what happens. Sometimes we are at the right place with the right disposition. I had a, a boss that used to I used to complain to him, and, and I used to tell him, you know what, I. Uh, I think I have, I feel like I am uh, repeating myself over and over again. I talked about this and I'm just, so I'm about to, 
you know, uh, I'm about to take a different course of action to get these units to align to this. And, and, and he said, you know, uh, he said, chief, that's what leaders do. They sometimes have to be like a broken record because, you know, everybody listens at a particular time and you as a broken record, now it came the time where this person was open to listening to listening and you delivered that message once again. And you know what? It was received and, and things happen. Now that's not an excuse to just let things go. But I think we have to understand the, the, per, the, the concept of persistence in leadership and, yeah. uh, and understand that the product of all things come as a, uh, it's a chain of people working together. So later down the years, we get, you know, where we, uh, we arrive where we want to be, where we want to arrive. That's purpose, persistence, humility, <laughs> leading with purpose. Yeah. All, all of that stuff. And, and it's not equal parts. Some days right. it's more, some days it's not. And, uh, but the key, I, and I think the, the best message is uh, for this episode, uh, Lugo, is include everyone because everyone has value. All, all everything that we, all, everything that the experiences, and I'm glad you would go back to the experiences. All those experiences mean something. Include them in what we're to, doing for, as we're developing the, our futures and as we're leading people, and we're going to be a lot better. Simple enough. Simple enough to be complicated. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to no. be complex. Oh no! Now, now you got Simple me. Simple enough to be again. complex. Okay, I'm I'm going to go in my room and start thinking uh, for, uh, until next week. Sounds good. All right, Chief. We'll see you next week. Take care. Thank you for listening. We hope today's topic connected with you and helped you reflect on the work leaders do to get out of a narrow focus on one future and into a broader range of possible alternatives. If you'd like to connect with us, find us at leadersandfutures.com. And if you would like to learn more about leadership and future studies, we have several programs to help you at the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Until next time, be great. <laughs>